T.S. Lewis, and the creators of The Wizard of Oz and Mary Poppins, who have believed in secret history and the secret philosophy. With a mixture of the topsy-turvy and childlike literalness, these writers have sought to undermine the common-sense, materialistic view of life. They want to teach children to think backwards, look at everything upside down and the other way round, and break free of established, fixed ways of thinking. In fact, this book will show that throughout history, an astonishing number of famous people have secretly cultivated the esoteric philosophy and mystical states taught in the secret societies. Newton was undoubtedly a practicing alchemist and regarded it as his most important work. Voltaire participated in ceremonial magic through all the years he dominated the intellectual life of Europe. Washington invoked a great spirit in the sky when he founded a city that would bear his name. And when Napoleon said he was guided by his star, this was no mere figure of speech. He was talking about the great spirit who showed him his destiny and made him invulnerable and magnificent. One of the aims of this book is to show that far from being passing fads or unaccountable eccentricities, these strange ideas formed the core philosophy of many of the people who made history, and perhaps more significantly, I want to show that they shared a remarkable unanimity of purpose. If you weave together the stories of these great men and women into a continuous historical narrative, it becomes apparent again and again that at the great turning points in history, the ancient and secret philosophy was there, hiding in the shadows, making its influence felt. In the iconography and statuary of the ancient world, starting from the time of Zarathustra, Knowledge of the secret doctrine of the mystery schools was denoted by the holding of a rolled scroll. As we shall see, this tradition has continued into modern times, and today the public statues of the world's towns and cities show how widely its influence has spread. There's no need to travel to the remote fastnesses of Tibet to find occult symbols of a secret cult. By the end of this book, the listener will be able to see that these traces lie all around us in our most prominent public buildings and monuments, in churches, art, books, music, films, festivals, folklore, in the very stories we tell our children, and even in the names of the days of the week. I hope that throughout, the listener's mind will be pleasurably bent equally by the strange ideas presented and by the revealing of the names of the personalities who have entertained these ideas. I hope, too, that some of the strange claims will strike a chord, that many will think, yes, that explains why the names of the weak run in the order they do. That's why the image of the fish, the water carrier, and a serpent-tailed goat are everywhere ascribed to constellations that don't really resemble them. That's what we're really commemorating at Halloween. Through all this, the aim is to show that the basic facts of history can be interpreted in a way which is almost completely the opposite of the way we normally understand them. But above all, I want the listener to try to imagine what it would feel like to believe the opposite of what we have been brought up to believe. This inevitably involves an altered state of consciousness to some degree or other, which is just as it should be. Because at the very heart of all esoteric teaching in all parts of the world lies the belief that higher forms of intelligence can be achieved in altered states.
So although this book can be taken just as a record of the absurd things people have believed, an epic phantasmagoria, a cacophony of irrational experiences, I hope that by the end some will hear some harmonies and perhaps also sense a slight philosophical undertow, which is the suggestion that it may be true. Induce in yourself a different state of mind, and the most famous and familiar histories mean something very different. In fact, if anything in this history is true, then everything your teachers taught you is thrown into question. I suspect this prospect doesn't alarm you. As one of the devotees of the ancient and secret philosophy so memorably put it, you must be mad or you wouldn't have come here. Once upon a time, there was no time at all. Despite the initial absence of matter, space...